0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, good morning and good day. Hello out there. I'm Brian. I'm one of the pastors here at East Coast Christian Center. It's my honor to host Morning Breath with you guys out there. We're thankful that you tune in, are part of the show via podcast or even live live or on the air, 91.5 FM here locally. Thank you for tuning in. I got a couple friends in the studio with me today. I'm sitting in for Pastor Dan and my co-host today is Whitney Branham. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing, Pastor Brian?
0: I almost didn't call you Whitney Branham because I often forget that you have been married now for like a year or two or five or something. How yeah. long have you all been married?
1: <laughs> two years. Two
0: years. She and Lane um, have uh, been married. That's exciting. Yes. She is the, uh, tell, why don't you tell people who you are, what you do around here? what. Uh, How did you get to do this?
1: Yeah, I, uh, you know, I showed up one day. That's cool. That's cool. At youth church. A couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost, wow, I guess over... 10 years ago now a decade um that's weird to say um but yeah it's amazing doing morning breath today because pastor brian was my youth pastor and now i'm leading the youth out at Vieira, um, and so it's just a really cool thing but yeah i got plugged in here at east coast and fell in love with jesus and this is just my church home and i'm honored to do it
0: Yeah, right on, and thanks for being here. I feel old, but that's okay too. Um, That (laughs) happens. A a decade feels like a really long time. When we talk about decades, plural or a decade, that feels like it should have been last year, but it's really ten years ago. And so, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this (laughs) with us. I'm excited to uh, open up the Word of God and just really hear what God has breathed on as you've studied and looked at the Word and. I uh, love that this is a daily devotion. We also have in the studio with us Nick. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. Nick, uh, how long have you been around East Coast Christian Center there, bud? Uh, I was asked this question not too long ago and I could not remember, but. Dude, give me a ballpark. Is m- it. My mom started working here. Shout out to Caroline. Whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> let's go. When I was like. I want to say in, like, third grade third or something grade. like that. So I've been hanging out for... Are you, like, in seventh grade now? Like, what <laughs> year? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm graduated. There you go. Graduated.
1: Wow. I can tell.
0: <laughs> and uh, so, like, 24, how old are you? 22. 22 years old, third grade. So that was probably about, like, eight years old. 14 years you've been hanging around this place. It's called East yeah. Coast Christian Center. Me. <laughs> he wins. He wins. Uh, I've, I've actually been hanging around 19 years or so. So I, I guess I do win, but... <laughs> yeah. This is a this is kind of throwback for me. I get to hang out in the studio with uh, two people that I've um, on some level been able to pastor for you know ten to fourteen years, and uh, it's an honor. We are building a life giving church that lasts, and yep. it is part of our not just a not just a motto it is a mission statement it is who we are at east coast and it's an honor to do it with you guys thanks for being here we're going to look at the word we're in john chapter 2 today but could you tell folks how to get on board with the show Whitney
1: absolutely so we would love for you guys to join us um, in getting ready for morning breath and doing this devotion together you can find the chapters that we're going to do on our east coast app or eccc.us. dot um, U-S. Also on there, you know, you can find our info, events, sermons, like anything you want, basically from East Coast, you can find on our app and website. Um, we would also love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or you can call our church offices, email us, mail us, whatever you got to do, we would love to connect with you.
0: Yeah, we even will, if you send us a letter, you know what, we'll even send you a guide. That's pretty awesome. Whoa. We still do letters and stamps. Somebody said the other day that it's $0.58 cents for a stamp today and I was like are you, what like 50 like I didn't realize because I don't mail that many things. I'm not True. putting things in mailboxes today. But um, I, it, it happens, I guess, and people are doing it. And if you want to do that this way, come on. We want each other on let's board go. with the show. Exactly, and uh, let's read the Word of God together. We do have a couple of cool events. It's another way that you can connect with us. We'd love for you to come hang out with us. We have um, some events coming up. We have a night of worship next Wednesday night, a week from today. Uh, well, that starts at 6.30. We're just going to worship Jesus for about an hour and a half. We yes. do have food trucks in our parking lot before that at 5.30 come and have dinner come hang out come connect with the community of believers and maybe you have another church home somewhere uh, i would encourage you to go be a part of your church home but if you're going hey who are these people and i listen to them on the radio or i listen to this podcast and i want to meet these people well come and hang out with us we'd love to connect with you We We'd love to yes. you know worship jesus together in person that would be cool as well as we have a cool kids event coming up family event you want to tell them about that
1: yeah, it, we are having East Coast Kids Live. This is going to be on November 19th from 7 to 8. This is just going to be a you know one-time, one-night fun family event, so you don't want to miss out. Um, and yeah, bring your family, invite your friends. It's going to be a great time.
0: Friday, November 19th? Yes. That'll be fun. And it's a new, fresh event. It's pretty exciting. Uh, yes. We're doing something new and fresh, and we'd love for your family to come be a part of that. Anyway, let's get into the Word. We're in John chapter 2 today. And uh, I have the new American standard version. I think you told me you have new living over there. Yes, sir. All right, we got 25 verses and uh, I'll get you started. You can uh, read the first 12. I'll pick it up in 13. There's a nice break there. I say unto you, Whitney, read ma'am.
1: The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus's mother was there and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, Fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After the wedding, he went to Capernaum for a few days with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples.
0: All right, verse 13. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he found in the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers seated at their tables. And he made a scourge of cords and drove them out of the temple with a sheep and the oxen and he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables and those who were selling the doves he said take these things away stop making my father's house a place of business his disciples remembered that it is written zeal for your house will consume me the jews said to him what sign do you show what sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things jesus answered them destroy this temple and in 3 days i'll raise it up the jews said it took 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. So when he was so when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this, and they believed the scripture and word which Jesus had spoken. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, during the feast, many believed in his name, observing his signs which he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, was not entrusting himself to them, for he knew all men, and because he did not... Need anyone to testify concerning man, for he himself knew what was in man. Uh. Ah. Men. Sorry, I almost messed that up. We almost didn't get it right. <laughs> All right, so here we are, John chapter two, it's the gospels. I actually, if when people ask me like, hey, where should I like start reading my Bible? Like, what should I read? Like, where do I start? I, I would encourage them to start in the book of John because there's so much richly here in, you know even in the first just few chapters of John. And so there's a lot going on in this chapter. I mean, we see the first miracle of Jesus here. Yes. This is the first time that he um, really shows kind of his miraculous supernatural abilities. Not that he didn't grow up supernaturally or didn't, you know, understand scripture. We see when he was a lot younger than this, when he's in the temple, and you know, and all those sort of things that he was running off to the temple. But we see that the, uh, you know, really, there's the first miracles here, and there's a lot that I would, I could speak of in this chapter. But I'd love to hear your heart, Whitney. What stuck out to you? Of course, this is devotion. This you don't need to teach us. You don't have to feel that way. Just pop, what popped out as you, as you read something here, and you were like, "Wow, that I, I, I was fresh today."
1: Yeah. So since you were talking about the first miracle, I mean, we'll just start there. Um, something I absolutely love about this story is honestly just how weird, like how yeah. weird it is a little bit. You go back to verse six. Um, it says standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. And so basically Jesus's mother like hints at him like, hey, you know, come on, let, let's get some wine. And then uh, he tells the servants to fill these jars up but you got to understand like he asked them to get 120 to 180 gallons Gallons. of water like that is so weird but it says so the servants followed his instructions and then they got this miracle and so it's just one of those reminders for me of even like from the beginning i don't know necessarily why these people did listen to jesus but look at the miracle that they received when they did and so um just reminding ourselves constantly of god's faithfulness that's just like what i see throughout um this chapter is just knowing who he is and that god is who he says he is um and we should trust him and so yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, I think it's incredible, like you said, that, like, just the, there is a little bit of, like, this is a little strange, like, that is a lot of water. Like, that amount of water, I don't know what, how many gallons, let's say, if you, you saw a tanker truck going down the road today that was going to go to a gas station, you know, full of right. gas to, like, you know, you think about gallons. Like, like I drive a pretty big vehicle. Like, I, I drive a Ford Excursion. Like, it's about as big a vehicle as you could get, right? Yeah. And I think, okay, I go fill that thing up and I think it has like a seventy-gallon tank, right? Like, well, this was multiple of those. Like, this is like a lot of water, right? And these guys, at not even really at like the the beckoning of Jesus. This is like Jesus' mom, Mary's, like, sure, do what he says, right? Like, they actually, I think, were actually being obedient to his mother more than they were sure. being obedient to him, even. Um, and I, I don't know where that'll land or how that how that all works out exactly, and what that could have looked like, but. Basically, she has to instruct the servants because they don't know who Jesus is. Jesus done nothing special. Like, why this guy, right? What am I going to listen to this dude? This dude's going to go tell me to do that right now. Like, we got bigger issues here. Like, but they were willing and they did it and they got to be a part and play a part in a supernatural, miraculous, you know, they knew what happened. Like, nobody else really knew what happened, but these guys knew. And I mean, Mary did, Jesus did, and some servants. And besides that, it became. Just, hey, okay, we're back to normal. We got all the wine we need and probably an abundance. I can't imagine. Like, could you imagine, like, when you drink eight ounces of something or let's say 12 ounces of, like, a can of soda, right? Right. Like, that's not a gallon. That then no. We're talking about hundreds of gallons. Like, hundreds of gallons, not hundreds of cans of soda or right. cans of beer, like, or cans of whatever, bottle of water, a, a gallon jug. Gallon. Uh, like, it's like everybody got a gallon. Like, 120. I don't know how many people were at this at this wedding. I don't know that it says anywhere in Scripture how big this wedding was, but that is a lot. And Jesus did a over more than they could ask, think, or imagine. Mind blowing. And that is the God we serve. That like when we believe that He is capable of something, we just do what He says to do. There is more tied to it than we recognize. There's more Imagine what that would look like and the, the part that those servants got to play. Think about how many times we've been able to be a part of somebody else's miraculous breakthrough, Ooh, somebody else's part yep. because I said yes to God. And I don't know where you land today or what you're doing today and you feel insignificant. You know what? You can be used to do something incredible by the king of the universe, yes. by the king of kings. If we'll just respond to his beckoning, it may seem so ridiculous. You might feel like, oh man, it's not. A th- I mean, drive a different route today. Like maybe take a, you know, take a little longer journey to work today, or a little longer journey home. And maybe God would use your. Hey, stop by that store. You just get that urge to go. Hey, you know what? I got to stop in Publix real quick and grab a couple things, or Walmart, or you know, wherever you got to stop in. And then you get in there and you're like, oh man, I didn't know I was going to see so and so there, and you get to pray with them or encourage them. There's so many things that we get to play a part in because we just say yes. Yeah. We just I want to be the guy that when there's a prompting to do something great for Jesus or something even seemingly insignificant for Jesus, just do what he says. Yep. And if we'll do that, there's great results tied to that, so I don't know. That's pretty. That's pretty exciting. Anything else in the chapter? Any other parts that you were like, "Wow, let's"? Uh, what about that? <laughs> yes. Or you even had questions like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with this."
1: Yeah, no. I uh, I love. I mean, just moving on right from there. Jesus clearing the temple. Yeah. Um, so this is another story that it's like you can just you can read right through this and be like, "Well, that is strange." You know that you know some people make it to be like, oh, this is out of Jesus's character, but you really look into it and it's like, no, he's not. He you got to think of his purpose, his purpose connecting us to the father. And so um, it makes sense that he would be very passionate about these people that are trying to separate the people of God from God. Um, And so anyways, he he clears out the temple. But part of why I love this story, too, um, is because it like it's moments like this that Jesus doesn't really give us the option to think that he's just a good man. Like that we can't just believe that Jesus was like, oh, this like guy, like a very inspirational, like Jesus was not Mother Teresa. Like he was either a psychopath or he was the Messiah and he was the Messiah. Like it was these are just one of this The moments where it's like, okay, he is who he says he is once again. Like I said, just the faithfulness of God. um, And I love seeing that and believing that. And it's, you know, we don't always understand everything in scripture necessarily. um, And we never really will until we get to heaven. But um, at the end of the day, I know that it's truth and I believe it, and that's where I wanna be at, so. Yeah, I
0: I like the idea that he's normal. Like he's he's a normal man who would go into a temple where he's grieved, he feels some things about what his father's house, quote unquote, has become. And what is he going to do about it? <clears throat> he's not just going to sit back and just take it and go, okay. He was definitely harder as we look through Scripture on the religious and on the Pharisees and on people who knew better, quote unquote. You know, for we look in the in the beginning of this chapter and at this at this wedding, we don't know who's there. We don't know the the setting. We don't we don't know a lot about that actual wedding, but we know that he's there and he is a blessing to the community. like he's just there to to. Hang out with his mom. Hang out with the disciples. They're invited to this wedding, and he does something great. In this next section, it's like he comes to the temple and he sees something he doesn't like, and he starts wreaking some havoc. Going, hey, there's a yep. better way. Like, and in, in verse 17, the disciples remember that it was written, "Zeal for his for your house will consume me." He was consumed with seeing his father's will come to pass. He yep. knew that this was not the will of his father for the for the temple to turn into something besides a place of worship, besides a place of hey, let's dig in and encounter a god who is for us and not all the religious acts and not all the things and what they were selling and all the things that were going on on the on the on the steps there or even in the in the temple. It's like Man, there's a lot going on and you know why were they selling these things and what were they trying to gain and we don't know all the motives of the heart of these people who were doing these things but Jesus does and that's yep. what that, at the you know at the end of this it's like hey he wasn't you know like entrusting himself to them is what it says in verse 24 but Jesus on his part was not entrusting himself to them for he knew all men. He knew the motives, he knew the, the intentions of the heart of all these people who are doing these things and he knew that it was broken. And his act of chasing them out of there was to set the, set the set um, maybe the table for the presence of God to actually not just be about all the things that the temple can become. And, you know, people say things about the church today and the American church or, you know, the church, the Big C Church, whether that's East Coast Christian Center or some other church here locally. People say a lot of things about the church and what the church is not doing right. And they go, well, Jesus cleaned it out. And you go, okay, yep. He did. He cleaned it out. He knew the thought and intent of, of the heart of these people. Yep. And I would just say to you out there, if you want to clean up the church, quote, unquote, you know, let's start with cleaning up our own hearts, because that's yep. what he's actually speaking to is going the, the temple will be rebuilt in three days. He's talking about the temple of the Holy Spirit, his body would, you know, that he would come out of a grave and that he would give us the ability to have the, the presence of God on the inside of us. And so we could be critical. We could and think that this is permission. And a lot of people have used this as permission to be critical of the church, the big C church that, oh. It's not this and it's not that. And I would just challenge you, let's work on our hearts where we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, where we are, and out of that, go do something that would be radical, that could encourage, and it could build up. And you know what? There is some cleaning up to be done. The church isn't perfect, and and we know that. We know that the local church has got got things to grow in, and we're human, and we're people, and we're no different than anybody else out there trying to hear from heaven and trying to lead in a direction. And you might, you might have some opinions about all that. Of There's a lot of things in the church that you could complain about. But you know what, let's have zeal for the house. And yes. let the zeal for the house consume us. And I, I don't mean that, hey, I'm the fix for everything. I'm just gonna have zeal and passion for the King of Kings. And I wanna worship him. I wanna help others worship. You know, the local church is not about me. I, I lead here at East Coast. I'm a part of the leadership of this, of this church. But you know what, it's not about me. All of my preferences are not what we do all the time. All of the preferences, even of Pastor Matt and Jessica, our co-lead pastors, they're they're not their preferences are not just spilling out everywhere. Now, do they have leadership into the ideas and how we do it? Certainly, but you know what? We're trying to set an environment where others can connect with Jesus, and I don't think that what was going on here on the steps was that was that people could connect with a God of the universe.
1: Yeah, and I love you bringing up the end because I yes, those last two verses, but Jesus didn't trust them because he knew human nature. No one needed to tell him what. mankind was really like i I love that version um but i love it because this is kind of the beginning, you know, we're in John chapter two, we're just meeting Jesus right now. Um, and it says no one needed to tell him what mankind was really like. And that seems aggressive. And that seems like, you know, whatever, we're broken. But then look what he does from here, he goes and dies on a cross, he goes and takes care of all of these people. And so um, I just love this verse in the sense of thinking like, a lot of people, um, it it takes them a while to, to finally surrender all or come to Jesus or make Jesus their Lord and Savior, because they're like well you know this about me i've done this or i think this way or whatever and they they don't feel um worthy or they don't they just feel confused about what salvation really looks like but listen no one needed to tell Jesus yeah. what mankind is like. You you don't have to tell Jesus that you're not perfect because, look, he already knows. Like, he literally already knows. But still after that, after knowing this, he goes and dies on a cross for you yeah. and chooses you and saves you um, and loves you. And so I I don't know. That was just one thing that I was like, I actually really like that the chapter ended on that note, um, because it, it seems aggressive, but when you think about all that comes after this, it's actually just a really beautiful statement.
0: Yeah. The idea that this is just one, this is one verse or one chapter in the full context of scripture, yes. right? Like people want to take, and I, and I could do that. I, I could get to the place where I just take a verse and I hang on to one verse and I forget that there's this character of who God is and who Jesus is. And, 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 I just love the idea that what you're pointing out is that this is this is the start. This is the beginning of a, of a love relationship with a people that, that he is eventually going to die for. Like yep. he comes in here and you could take it as, you know, oh, he's critical of this or critical of that. But you know what? He's going to die for them and not only die for them, but die for you and me, like yep. generations. And, you know, we talk about decade, you know, earlier as we opened the show, like we're talking about like thousands of years we're not talking about you know tens of years like he was setting the table for what the church what a house of worship should look like could look like and he was if you will, he was building a culture, like he was trying to build a culture of the kingdom of God and what it could look like in the earth. And so he had to clean some things up. But you know what? He also had to go do some messy, hard work. And I uh, years ago, probably in in y'all's era of youth ministry, I, I preached a message series called "Dirty Jobs." And there was a time when there was, you know, there was a show out there called "Dirty Jobs," and you'd see guys that have to do some really hard things, like you know whether it's the the trash man that we might, you know, we might think, man, that must just stink all day long. Could you imagine driving a trash truck or you know being on the back of one of those trucks, or you know, some of the guys that just do some really foul, um, real hard things, and I just think about the hard things that Jesus had to do. We we mm. obviously point out that he had to die on a cross, but you know, he had to go in the midst of this temple and go clean it out. Like, right? I don't want to be that guy. Like, nope. <laughs> I, I I don't want to be the guy that goes to some some local house of worship and just go start wreaking havoc. I really don't want to be that guy. I Can't imagine. And then that's right on the heels of doing something incredible like. I want to be the guy who could do something miraculous and like, hey, look at me. I like, you know, turn water to wine. Right. And then right behind that, he's going to go do these things. But I don't even want to live on the highs and the lows, like in the in the dirtiest or the or the happiest. Right. I want to live in a place where you go, you know what? I can be content in who the king of kings has created Mm -hmm. me to be and made me able and capable of doing some great and mighty things by the spirit of God on the inside of me. We have the ability to look at this and go, you know what? There's a lot that was going on. He was at the wow, look at me. And then on the other side is like, nobody wanted to be that guy. And he was all things to all men. We should be that. We get to be that in a community. We could be all things, but you know what? We still want to have a sensitivity to just say yes to Jesus. Like 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 Mary said, hey, whatever he says, do it. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors.
1: At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira,
0: Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. Welcome back to the Morning Breath podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, well, welcome back. Welcome back to the show, and we're uh, again just in wrapping up. I I really like the I like the idea that Jesus was just getting started, mm-hmm. and you might feel like you're just getting started. Like I don't know what direction to go. Like we like I said, I, where do I read in my Bible? Well, you've taken a great step to connect with Morning Breath. You've taken a yes. great step. To kind of lean into scripture and i believe that as we read on a daily basis we can actually gather the heart of the king of kings we can gather the heart of jesus in walking in normal life walking through normal circumstances real life situations that we can do and we get to do similarly and so I don't I, I just like as we navigate the the gospel here of John over the next few weeks, like it's gonna be an awesome opportunity. I would just encourage you, man, continue to tune in, continue to dig in the word of God and get something for you today. You know, it's great if you're tuning in to hear us talk about the word, but what what's God speaking to you? And yep. maybe today you would go, you know what, what would you have me do, God, as just as these servants got to play a part of, you know, Doing life with Jesus just for a, a simple, small space—they maybe never encounter Jesus again after this, this wedding day, this great moment. You know what? You get to encounter Jesus every day. Come on! They didn't have to. These guys only got maybe one chance. They had to be in His proximity. You get to do life with Jesus every yep. single day, and we can do something great every day for Jesus. But you know what? With the way that we learn His character, we learn what we should be doing or could be doing is really get in His Word, connect with other believers. Do that today. Connect with somebody. Connect with heaven today. And just press in and go, hey, God, what do you have for me today? Thanks for being a part of the show with me, Whitney. Yeah. Great job. Thanks for hanging with us. And uh, we'll see you guys soon out there. Be in the church of God's choice this weekend, if not before. God bless you guys.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.